0: It's rather ironic that the commercial that led into the fast lane today was for our friends at Trost Law. In case an accident happens to you, TrostLaw.com and 777-HURT is the phone number, 434 or 540 area code. And we bring that up because there's the chain reaction principle. And yes, you may be familiar with this, certainly envisioning the uh, scenario that might unfold in an auto accident. I've happened to be involved in a couple of those where it's a chain reaction. Fortunately, uh, everybody emerged as safe as you could expect and relatively unharmed outside of having to, uh, to go to the insurance companies when it comes to fender benders. But we bring that up because the talk of realignment is always something that gets people excited in college sports. Much more excited than obviously the unfortunate scenarios that unfold when an accident occurs. But similarly speaking... There is the principle of a chain reaction. And that's where Liberty, James Madison, and Old Dominion find themselves realistically. See, the news has come out, and a lot of this is because, once again, it's the Big 12 conference that is more than willing to be aggressive and say that we're open to expand and looking for opportunities. Their commissioner, Brett Yormark, if nothing else, has done a really good job of perception-based narrative creation that sounds complex but basically it's controlling the narrative they've been aggressive in getting the contract done before the pac-12 after fox nbc and cbs worked together for the big 10 and after espn and abc uh may or may not have told the sec and texas a&m hey if y'all get together everybody can make a little bit more money perhaps so here's the thing there was still a certain amount of money that could be allocated. Everything is set for the ACC. We believe that to be the case. Everybody's tried to find ways to get out of it, whether it's pun intended to hear for UVA fans. Saber rattling a few months ago at the ACC athletic directors meetings or something more substantive. I would presume if you're not, if you're not, doing, you're not doing your job in the ACC, if you have not gone to the ACC office in Greensboro, to review the grant of rights and what's that document in the Bible which
1: I know you've done Ed
0: oh yeah you know me Trey I'm
1: just warming up by the way
0: in my travels absolutely so here's the thing there's a chain reaction principle the Big 12 is saying that when Oklahoma and Texas head to the SEC after this upcoming season 2023 2024 so uh June 30th of 2024 is when they officially depart the Big 12 for the SEC and become members of the new conference That that conference, ironically and appropriately, does not want to be a 12-team conference. The Big 12. They want to be more than that. So, who might fall in line? Now, here's the reality. If you're Liberty or you're James Madison or you're Old Dominion, don't hold your breath that you're on that list. At least not right now. Because there have been a couple of different scenarios that have been outlined of what might happen with college football's next wave. Of realignment. And let's not kid ourselves, that's what's driving all of this. One of the ones that's been just the easiest to figure out is the Four Corners schools. You're familiar with that, you know, natural wonder of the world, if you will, that encompasses the four corners out west. Now, ironically not all the schools involved
1: are the four corners. in the four
0: corners because <laughs> they I mean,
1: need to get a get a map out.
0: I don't know anybody who really is desiring to go to New Mexico. My wife thinks horribly of the area, but that's only because she's seen it on cops at New Mexico. You know, on cops, they show the most aesthetically appealing parts. Uh, I was
1: going to say if if uh, if New Mexico State uh, beats Liberty this year, I hope Again, they I hope they clip that. Well, here's Who the Who wants to thing. go to New Mexico?
0: Here's the funny thing. Everyone will be playing up the revenge angle, but, I mean, let's be honest. When they last played, Liberty had quit on their... Well, the coaching staff had basically quit on the team because they knew they were going to get the Auburn gig, and, I mean, what more is there to do? And the players found out about it before the game. I mean, it's such, ex- it such an abnormal situation for Liberty. And, yes, we will rehash that, and, you know, I kind of chuckle at the idea of revenge when, like, half the roster is new and the whole coaching staff is pretty much new. And the loss last year was more... New Mexico State, if they won, they would get bowl eligible. And it was a Liberty team that literally was deflated from their coach departing. And it obviously all coming to fruition right before kickoff. I mean, it was, it was as weird as you could imagine being at that game. But here, here's the thing. Liberty, James Madison, and Old Dominion, none of them are involved, to our knowledge, in this current round of realignment with the Big 12. Now, it doesn't mean that there may not be other waves coming that impact those schools that's where you have to look at it because the four corner schools the big 12 has reportedly been going after arizona and arizona state that's one of the four corners nobody wants new mexico or new mexico state then there's colorado and utah so three of the four states in the four corners have been rumored to be targets of the big 12 i mean it's kind of like the big 10 when they were floating out the idea that they would love to add oh i don't know florida state clemson oregon and washington and notre dame if the opportunity arose It's, again, the idea that you're operating from a position of strength relative to the compatriots. For the Big Ten, it's adding schools from the Pac-12 or the ACC. For the Big 12, it's adding schools from the Pac-12 or the Mountain West. San Diego State fits the description, as murky as their situation has been and uh, clunky as their exit or non-exit for the Mountain West is. And then there's Memphis. They've been on the campus at the University of Memphis. Big 12 authorities have over the last handful of months. And I went to school down there. Could you say
1: they're there. walking through Memphis?
0: I mean, I guess you're walking in Memphis, but you better be prepared to run through Memphis because you never know what uh, hail of gunfire might be coming your way. I, I love my time cool. there, but considering in mid-May, it was at like 5,773 stolen vehicles, and that number now has apparently eclipsed the 10,000 stolen vehicle mark hey, this Derek year. Hey, Derrick Rose
1: is back in Memphis.
0: God bless him. I loved it there, But, you know, I got a buddy of mine in Memphis, maybe listening or maybe not, Fast Lane, Ed Lane podcast or the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. And he's just operating under the presumption that his car is at some point going to get stolen. It's like not a matter of if, but when. Sad as that is. But all that diatribe aside, Liberty, Virginia, Liberty and James Madison along with Old Dominion. Where do they fit after that? Or where do they fit in further realms of the conference shakeups that might be occurring? See, again, I don't think the ACC is breaking up within the next five years. I think at some point in the next 10, someone will say, hey, we're going to go ahead and try to trigger the domino and the loss of money from not being in a bigger conference and being able to pay players combined with the changing models of college athletics and only having to forfeit a couple of years of our grant of rights, media rights. At that point, it becomes worth it for a better long-term situation, even if you're crippled in the short term. That's just my not so educated guess. But if you're a school like Liberty, I guess why being in Commerce USA matters. You're showing you can work and collaborate with others. They're in a good spot in that regard. James Madison obviously had the reputation, so did Old Dominion. But there's the whole having a big brand. I mean, Liberty does. Look at the NASCAR races on Fox and NBC. And we're not just talking about the 24 car of William Byron. But you've seen ads for that university from their marketing department elsewhere. And they've been great partners of ours at the Virginia talk radio network. Uh, and we're grateful for that, but that's there. I don't know if it's still the case, but in the Charlotte airport for a while, you would walk around there. You would see the Liberty university banners and billboards at that airport. They're in a lot of places. So Liberty's done a good job branding themselves on a broader level. They don't have the football success that James Madison app has of making multiple national championship games when both of them were in the 1AAFCS level. They have more money. Ding, ding, ding. That's the thing, Trey. Liberty has more, in the immortal words of our guy Kenny Powers.
1: Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. And
0: because they have more...
1: Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. ...than
0: those other schools, it's not buying your way into a conference per se. It's having the resources to have... High-end facilities, Liberty does. To staff up all of your athletic programs, Liberty has done that. Obviously, being able to build out a broad brand, which includes but is not limited to sports, Liberty's done that. That's what you're able to be afforded when you have... Dollar,
1: dollar, bills, y'all.
0: To the level that Liberty University does. And so that's the thing that matters about where this school is, is that regard. And we said this yesterday, but it bears repeating because every time conference realignment pops up, it's not the first wave that's likely to involve schools like James Madison, Old Dominion, and Liberty, but it's probably the second or third wave. Let's say the Big 12 does end up adding the four corner schools. Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Maybe they want to jump on board and go ahead and bring in San Diego State and Memphis. Well, the AAC may be looking for someone else. Liberty all of a sudden might become attracted to them. They're playing nice with everyone in Conference USA, and of course they will. Ian McCall knows how to handle that. But there will probably come a point where if Liberty's an attractive offer, and an attractive property for someone else, it's not an issue for them financially to get out of Conference USA or somewhere else. This is not to say that they're actively looking to leave. I don't by any means believe that to be the case. But to answer the question from our guys at the Three Stooges... Are you that dumb? No, I don't think we're that dumb. I think we're smart enough to figure out that, I mean, at minimum, if you're Ian McCall and you're Liberty's brass, you're always gauging the temperature of the room. You're not doing your school a disservice. You're doing your school a disservice. You're not properly leading if you don't at least have an idea of where things are going, how fluid the situation is, trying to get a read on what the next steps are, and position yourself accordingly. That's where all of that comes into play if you're a school like Liberty University. And if you want to get back in the game and you want to play yourself, but you just don't feel like you're in the proper shape to do it, it's probably because you have not yet visited InsaneRadioDeals.com and grabbed one of those individual couples or family memberships to CrossWide Athletic Club. Because when you sign up for those three-month memberships, you'll get access to their training facilities, their tennis courts, the pool, all sorts of amenities, even the outdoor gym. Great if you're trying to work off some calories as it's hot and humid right now. And yes, we know over the last week or so, much like those Dallas Cowboys. It's looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. That's right. Temperatures peaking in the 90s. So you can take advantage of that too. And the easiest place to start with those Crosswide Athletic Club three-month memberships just to figure out if it's something you want. Well, why not do it at a special deal? at insane radio now there are other topics that trey and i will get to right now before getting to some of your feedback which we're grateful has come in and that does come in in the fast five at five ish it's time for the fast five at Five-ish. five ish five fast paced quick witted things you need to know right now number five trey where is your worry meter right now because the reports have started to come out that the portland trailblazers may not be set to send damian lillard to your miami heat is this let me ask the question first before you get so excited to chime in is this a negotiating ploy to try to get the best deal from Miami and a potentially a third team in some kind of three-way trade scenario, or are you legitimately concerned?
1: I'm not... Le- no, I'm not concerned. I think at the end of the day, he becomes a member of the Miami Heat because players get their way. In this modern NBA, I think the point is they're looking for a third team because they'll move, I guess, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. So uh Utah's Like, here's the thing. Um... Like, when Dame says, I only want to play for one team, his agent says he wants to play for one team, he's not going to be happy if you trade for him, teams aren't going to trade for him. So, I I personally think, at the end of the day, Damian Lillard, we be a member of the Miami Heat, and my favorite player in the NBA becomes a part of my favorite team, because it's always Dame time.
0: My only, well, it is always Dame time, and we always enjoy whenever we get to catch up, like probably in a couple of weeks, at the ACC football kickoff with dame formerly of newsadvance.com covering Liberty that was University. Smooth. now covering virginia tech for roanoke.com and virginia tech picking up a big commitment which brings us to number four today virginia tech football picking up their 14th commitment in their upcoming recruiting class cycle wide receiver here from the commonwealth of virginia a three-star wide receiver to be most specific about it four star wide receiver excuse me uh, as our guy Trey of course is quick to point out and flip the flaw so I'm going bigger picture rather than just going in and trying to provide some kind of analysis on what the commitment itself means for Virginia Tech because these things ultimately matter only so much it's less about Chance Wiggins being oh a four star wide receiver and more about the fact that there's a perception that's out there and i don't think this is wrong and we'll get into this on a broader level but it virginia tech is gaining momentum when it comes to attracting talent do they know what to do with it as a coaching staff particularly offensively that question is i think a very valid one given they were three and eight last year and the offense really struggled and they made some changes but don't appear to have made any immediate upgrades at the quarterback position i do think the wide receivers will be better and there is more depth at running back but also, like with every every team, it seems, in college football these days, offensive line is a big question mark. However, last year was a solid recruiting class, all things considered. This year looks better for Virginia Tech. If you're talking about that as a perception and what you can sell going forward, that looks a lot better for Virginia Tech than it does for Virginia, which is why that is worthwhile to bring up. Number three. So one thing that is worth also mentioning, and we didn't quite get to this Um, over the last couple of weeks, but I would say it's absolutely worth bringing up right now. And that is something we'll get into with Michael Massey. If we actually get a chance to speak with him, as opposed to me having to break up the feud that he and Trey Lyle are going to air out with their colleague Brian Nolan. What feud? As I said
1: said on Twitter at TreyLyleVT, Michael Massey and I are the nicest people to Brian Nolan that he ever met.
0: It sure seems like that information is not exactly correct but here's the thing we will ask michael about the fact that nascar on nbc got 4.6 and a little more than that million viewers for the chicago race this past weekend largest for any non-daytona 500 since the 2017 nascar championship race back when it was held at homestead miami and that was going up against the nfl which was pretty impressive at the time that's impressive for a couple of reasons for NASCAR one is obviously the idea that this was a novelty event and they managed to get it in and shorten the race which I don't think hurt NASCAR in terms of keeping the eyeballs engaged but here's the other part to this which is really cool if you're just looking at it from a bigger standpoint for NASCAR and that's this the ability to not only rope in the casual fan by bringing that particular number in over four and a half million viewers for this particular event But the fact that they tiptoed around but still managed to think on the fly to get this race in even if you have to shorten it it's for the betterment of the sport to do that and you put the burden on teams to adapt they didn't always like that but inevitably it was still a really good decision for nascar to do everything they could to find a way to bring something like this and that was what was really really neat to actually see Number two. Speaking of things in the future with Liberty and James Madison, they have agreed to a home and home series change. The 2033 game and 2034 games have had their locations switched. Originally 2033 Lynchburg, 2034 Harrisonburg. Here's my thing. Okay, great. I mean, yes, if you're Liberty, you care about this from a diehards perspective. I refer back to what we discussed more with Virginia Tech, and we'll get to this in number one on our Fast Five at Five-ish. But that is, if you're looking at building things from Liberty University's perspective, who the heck knows where either of these teams are going to be in 2033 and 2034? You mean to tell me you have an idea of what the college football landscape is going to look like at that point in time? I'm more confident that Liberty, maybe in a different conference, have to make schedule changes, and that they do have an athletic director, as long as Ian e. McCall is there, they can find a way to get out of whatever agreement they're in. Now, I'm confident of that, but they're changing dates with JMU in like a decade from now? Okay, great. Wake me up when we're like five years out from that, and I might actually start to care. More likely two to three, because I'll at least see some path to relevancy
1: and number one on the
0: fast five at five ish speaking of wide receivers committing to schools and building off what we mentioned just a moment ago with virginia tech eric smith the wide receiver a three-star from the commonwealth of virginia committed to liberty university over schools that included virginia tech last night um there are a couple things that tie into this one is i think virginia tech's coaching staff probably had an idea that chans wiggins was going to commit to them and if you give either program the choice of either of those wide receivers you're gonna take wiggins and virginia tech has got the bigger cachet from a football standpoint i mean not only did they beat liberty as a bad team last year granted you could again ask how distracted liberty's coaching staff was last year at that time right before the uh news broke of freeze leaving auburn but after he had reportedly uh met with auburn brass up in the charlottesville area um and again nothing illegal or immoral about that but I mean you can question the distractedness at that point in time of the coaching staff here's the thing this is still good for Liberty you've got a guy that was on the radar he may have been playing B for Virginia Tech and they don't have to go to that but if you're Liberty it shows you're identifying the right talent between that and the other players that they've gotten committed over the last week or so players in the trenches players that have some size to build 6'1", or 6'2", with longer-build linebacking candidates. That's good size for Liberty. Offensive linemen, 6'5". Defensive linemen, 6'3", six 6'4". Six Players you can build the frame out, you're going to need to develop them with a strength and conditioning staff. But for Liberty, that's kind of what you're going after is that, plus Power 5 talent that may not be able to get offers there, but drops back down. You combine that with a uh, good-for-their-level name, image, and likeness program. And is it possible Liberty develops these guys and they go on to the Big Ten or the SEC and Liberty can't compete with that? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely possible, and it's not unreasonable to think that. But it's not the only thing that's out there either for a school like Liberty.
1: And there is your Fast Five at 5. Is- Speaking
0: of Liberty University, we've had some feedback that's come in. One of them from Oliver Hodgkinson of Pro Football Network. That That will come when we chat with him around 5.45. Today in the fast lane, But the other is more about Liberty and what might end up happening going forward with them. Daniel chimes in, and by the way, we were thankful for all the feedback that people provide. Daniel chimes in, I don't think that Liberty has ever had a problem with playing nice with other schools in the Big South or the Atlantic Sun Conference. I am not an LU apologist, but they've had good relationships with other schools they've shared other conferences with. From an athletic standpoint, I think especially under Ian McCall, that's that's absolutely right. But there is the reality that they were not necessarily perceived as a school that would play well with others from prior overall administrations in past years for Liberty. Not talking about Jerry Sr. and certainly not keep talking about uh, Dr. Prevo in the group right now. You can, again, figure out where we're going with this. But it's a good point that Daniel brings up. I think it's just worth clarifying and highlighting that. Liberty with ian McCobb and he's got a very good reputation of working well within his own department and with other athletic departments for liberty university uh, but it's worth clarifying and reiterating again because it's valid that there's the outside perception and i don't think it's all incorrect either but i do think now that things have calmed down that it's less let, let's call a spade a spade it's less antagonistic politically speaking Which, again, prior administrations had a tendency to lean into that. And some people love that antagonistic behavior. Hey, it's mine. I'm going to fight for it. And not only that, I'm going to provoke and poke the bear who's on the other side. Uh, Doesn't really go well when you're trying to collaborate with people. But, I mean, again, that's different from, hey, we're in business and we hold all the cards. When you're in academia and you're trying to work with others, that's different from, hey, I'm running the business. I'm the boss. I can tell you what to do. And if you don't like it, you can go pound sand or hit the old dusty trail. That's an entirely different scenario, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think Liberty's gotten away from that to a large degree in terms of how they've operated. And then another one, from known as Tim, has got a different Twitter handle, but we'll call him Tim. Just be true to your mission and keep winning. LU has gotten their attention. Everyone else is in college sports. Wake football in a one-point loss. Big victories over BYU and Arkansas football. UConn even stormed the field when they beat LU be true to our identity and as al davis once said just win baby which is kind of funny that we're referencing al davis here in the tone with liberty university given al davis's propensity for four-letter words however that's a really valid point and again it ties into what we've said about liberty when you combine the fact that liberty has plenty
1: of dollar dollar bills y'all
0: economic resources to invest in their program facility wise now you can direct some of that money to the Flames Rising Collective, and Liberty's done a very good job with that, that, yes, you can build it up. You know where your role is, but you combine that with an administration that's staying on top of conference realignment, figuring things out, you've got other people's attention. And you've shown you can win, and you brought on a a coach to succeed Hugh Freeze, and that's, I think, the big telltale sign. You know, people look at Cincinnati and what they've done over the years, they've stacked multiple iterations in football of winning with different coaches, to where they were appealing enough. Luke Fickle, you could say, now is the best coach to have come through there, the most accomplished, because he got them to the college football playoff. But all jokes about Butch Jones aside, he was really good at Cincinnati. Obviously, Brian Kelly was fantastic before taking over at Notre Dame and now moving on to a place he could actually win a national title at, LSU. Sorry, Irish, but it's true. Uh, LSU is willing to uh, compromise a little more academically and maybe delve a little further into NIL than Notre Dame has wanted to do. And if you want to win at that level... You kind of have to play that game, particularly the NIL game. However, Cincinnati's shown they can do that. If Jamie Chabot succeeds at Liberty and he's building the recruiting base, I think they may be a lower power-rated team but have more wins this year. That's something we're going to do with our pro handicappers over the next handful of months. Then, yeah, Liberty can build on that. And at that point, it mints their ability to be a big enough brand. And maybe it does happen at the right time. And sometimes timing is what matters and you need a little bit of luck and you don't apologize for that either. Speaking of feedback, keep it coming. Fast Lane Ed Lane and Trey Lyle VT, our social media handles. When we return, Babysitter Dad comes out for our next guest, Michael Massey of FrontStretch.com. He and Trey Lyle are probably going to pile on poor old Brian Nolan. Maybe I should rephrase that. Poor little old Brian Nolan. That when we return here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.